Hey, everybody, it's that time again. That's right, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. My name is Fred, and you can email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Joined last week uh, by myself, did it myself, but usually Art Source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans, with us. And Artie, how you feeling? Feeling much better, much better, Fred. Pretty wild, though, huh? I don't feel as bad as uh, Aaron Rodgers does tonight, that's for sure. Well, now let, let me explain, folks. Um, Art had a root canal last week, Wednesday, I believe, and he couldn't do the show Sunday. But you're 125 years of age. You're a tough guy. You played all sports. You're a championship golfer. You couldn't handle that pain? <laughs> no, there are certain things that just to drop me down on the floor. And anything to do with uh, with the rack is definitely one of them. <laughs> and me too. I, like, uh, you know, but you I, know, I've had I've had a lot of success in my life, Fred. I don't, I've still got my teeth, but boy, I'll tell you what. When they, uh, it's it's tough, really tough when you get a bad one. I had to have one extracted, and that was the most painful thing in my life. Um, when I was seven, a dentist actually slapped me in the face, and uh, my mother. I told my mom. And you never heard screaming like that in your life. And uh, all my relatives are lawyers. We should have sued them. We didn't. But anyways, yeah, I'm not a uh, person that loves sitting in a dentist chair. That's uh, no. for certain. But uh, you mentioned uh, the name Aaron Rodgers. Now, let me explain, folks. I can't stand Kyrie Irving for a lot of reasons, for his uh, political events, for his anti-this and anti-that. And if you know him, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go in it here. But uh, he said he's not taking the... Uh, the vaccination. He's telling us he's not taking the vaccination. On the other hand, you got uh, Aaron Rodgers, who said he was immunized in August, and then we find out that was total BS. Take it away from there, Art Source. Well, I got to tell you, that's what bothers me the most. I mean, when when you have people who are leaders of a ball club, and you you know how he, he, he rat. Saber rattled all summer about this and that, and I'm going to be the host of this and that Jeopardy. And then he comes up, then he comes up with this, you know, I'm vaccinated, da 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 da. And you know, and I said to myself last Thursday night, watching the Arizona Green Bay game, you know, there's something weird going on here because you've got three receivers on the Packers yep. who had different variant strains of the COVID-19, yep. and you had five or six guys on Arizona including the coach, who are just coming back from various strains. And, and I'm wondering, okay, really and truly, would this not be the game to maybe reschedule later on down the, you know, down the line? Because, I mean, you had two teams that were basically right at that level where, you know, I don't know what the real NFL code is, but they were at the point where one more guy and then, you know, they, they got to do something. And I still think we're in a situation right now where I don't think the NFL really knows what they're going to do. You've got a Super Bowl coming up in L.A. that they're really excited about, a SoFi Stadium, $6 billion, mega mega beautiful stadium. And 75% of the people who wanted to attend corporate-wise have decided it's not worth it. So the NFL is going to face some real tough decisions here over the next 60 days, and it'll be real exciting to see what happens. Folks, here, here, here's my opinion on Aaron Rodgers. Now, you have to understand, folks, uh, under the rules of the NFL, 
if you're vaccinated, um, you get limited testing. If you're unvaccinated, you get a lot of testing. I think maybe every day or every other day. I heard it was like like at least four times a week. Yeah. 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 So so my point is what Rogers did by saying he was immunized. He got the best of all worlds. He didn't take the shot and uh, he was accepted as somebody who was vaccinated, putting everybody at risk, including himself. And we don't know, as I already just said, the, the wide receivers on Green Bay, uh, we don't know if uh, uh, Rodgers was the carrier or not, or if one of the other guys was the carrier. We don't know that, but we do know he was not vaccinated. What I would do, and they're not going to do this, would suspend him for the rest of the season. I really mean that. And find Green Bay a number that they can you know, hardly I, stomach. I tell you, I think the NFL, A, they knew that he was not vaccinated, and they chose to do what they always do. They're, they're just like most of our government agencies, you know, they're about as transparent as the black wall. Um, I think the NFL knew about it. I think Goodell knew about it. I think the Packers were part of it. And I think if we really took a hard, deep dive into what's going on in the NFL, you're going to find out that a lot of players are doing exactly what, and this is just among the elite. Okay. The guys that are all pro that are bigger, quote unquote, bigger than the game. They're kind of doing what they want. Now, if a rank-and-file guy, a long snapper or a punter or a kicker, you know, decided to do something like that, they would be suspended for the season, Fred. And I do agree with you on that. Uh, I'm going to throw you a question. What do you think a family of four on the average in the National Football League pay for uh, two seats for parking, two hot dogs, and two Cokes? What's the average amount of money that a family of four will be paying? Across? i, I got to believe it's I got to believe it's fifteen hundred dollars, you know, in in total. Because I've gone to some Steeler games. My brother-in-law is a season ticket holder, and I know Phil has tickets. And those tickets that were once seventy-two dollars seven years ago are now two hundred and something dollars. So that's eight hundred right there. Parking's another fifty. You know, if you have a a soda pop and, a, and you know you maybe get a pennant or something fun like that for the kids. I gotta say, by the time you're done with everything, travel back and forth, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred bucks. I don't think I'm wrong, right. Pretty close. Now, uh, according to what I got on the email today, uh, the average this does not include uh, driving to and from, but outside of that, five hundred and sixty-eight dollars. So let's just say it's six hundred dollars. What game and what seats are those? No, just not, they're not good <laughs> seats. They're just average seats, and it's just you know it's the okay. average price. All right. so, and some cities are charging more. Some teams are charging more. So the bottom That's line. That's an awful lot, Fred. We used to go to the Coliseum and watch the Rams for twenty bucks. I used to go for less, because uh, you know you're 125. I don't know how you got in that, but uh, honestly, I went for less. And my dad knew a, a, a guy in the Ram chain, so we used to stand on the sideline. And by the way. I'll never forget that the first time I stood on the sideline, and I was a pretty good athlete. The speed of you guys who played in the National Football League is just blank astounding. Oh, I, I remember I remember as a kid being down there and watching Deacon Jones. And, and, I mean, for someone as big and strong as he was and Merlin Olsen and the old, you know, the, what, they, what were they called, the fearsome foursome? Yep. They were unbelievable. These guys were, were, were running four sevens, four sixes. Can you imagine what it would be like now to see somebody like a Derrick Henry run a four three, you know, carrying six foot four and two hundred and sixty pounds along the way? Oh my God, that would just be my my greatest thrill on the sidelines is I, I got to go to a Colorado game, Miami and Colorado in nineteen ninety three. 
And uh, Dave Platty, the sports information director and assistant AD at Colorado, got me sideline passes. And I'm down there, and, and, you know, that was one heck of a game. You had some great players. Warren Sapp was in that game. Ed Reed. You had the, the quarterback slash who played for the Steelers, Cordell Stewart. Well, Cordell gets chased out of the pocket, Fred. He's running to the near sideline. And I see him, and he's coming right at me, and he's got three guys chasing him. So I kind of catch him, and we do like a roll. And we pop up, and, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a sport coat on the whole shot. And he goes, wow. He goes, you saved me on that one. And, I, and he said, you've done that before, huh? I said, yeah. I said, but I saw the guys chasing you, man. I knew you were going to get here and get here quick. <laughs> Folks, but that uh, was but- just unbelievable. Art Source, former kicker for the Rams and the, and the Trojans, now runs uh, Galaxy Sports, and uh, he won uh, a lot of money on the professional golf uh, side of it. And tomorrow on Sports World in America, I have a trivia question on golf that you might enjoy, or you might not. Anyways, uh, so what do you think is going to be the, the outcome here? Will they suspend? Okay, so Rodgers can't play this week. Maybe he can play next. Will they suspend him at all? I don't think so. I really don't. I, I think there are certain rules. It's much like the NBA with LeBron James and the, and the superstars there. I think there's rules for the rank and file, and there's rules for the other guys. I hate to say it that way, but that's the real reality of it all. I think he'll get away with it. They might force him to stay out two weeks, though, because he's got the 10-day mandated deal. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to have to be clean based on the fact that he's not vaccinated for up to, I think it's 72 hours. So I wouldn't be surprised if he not just doesn't just miss the Kansas City game, but the week after as well. Wouldn't it be it's great? Bad. Hey, have you heard about Greg Norman and the, the new golf league? And yeah, oh, separate the PGA Tour up in uh, up in arms. Separate. Uh, he wants to set, do a new one. I think. Let me uh, ask you a question, Fred. Uh-huh. If you're out there and you're an independent contractor as a professional golfer, right? Can they tell you you can never play again in a PGA Tour event if you go play? To feed your family, go play in another league somewhere? Well, baseball, of course, when they uh, went to the Mexican League, they didn't let the guys back. Of course, that was 70 years ago, but uh, right. they were allowed to do it then. I don't know if they're going to allow to do it now, but they did then. The guys never been, were able to come back uh, to Major League Baseball. So I'm guessing yes. I think there's, I think. Amazing, uh, huh? It, it's amazing that uh, we've allowed this, but I think that is the case. Not, not a lawyer, two brothers or attorneys. Maybe I'll call them. <laughs> Maybe they won't know. I don't know. Hey, Believe Sports Business Sports Media right here on uh, Pod Clips. And you can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. The other hor- horrid story, a horrible story in Las Vegas, uh, Henry Ruggs II uh, going 150 something miles. When I think the speed limit is like 55 or 50 on the street. Right, how do you, on Las Vegas Boulevard, it's hard to go three miles an hour. Yeah. Well, That's the part that blew my mind. I mean, I guess he was at Top Golf having a great time. You know, I mean, this is the part that just is crazy. You've got all that money. Call a Uber. Call a friend. You know, there should be five or six guys that work directly with the Raiders. If the guys go out on their night out, make sure they get home safe. You know, it's just, I, and I feel so bad for the poor lady and her doggy. I mean, you know, she's she happens to be cruising along in her Rava, and, you know, he's going 126 miles an hour or something of that nature. It's ridiculous. But they let him out, they let him out on 150,000 bail. See, that's what's wrong with this nation. I mean, the point is, you either don't have bail 
or you don't let the rich get out. He murdered somebody. You don't. You're not going to yeah. let somebody out for murder just because he has the bucks. But they did. And Do you comments? remember the old book in poli sci, Fred? Uh, Democracy for the few. And that's what it is. I mean, you know, if I, if I'm a relative of the poor lady, and the, and the poor little doggy, I'd be going nuts now. You let this guy he out. No. He actually he actually was interviewed. I saw it, and and he is just totally distraught. And I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be somebody else that's going to be real real in trouble too. And I think that's the Raiders. They did not handle this properly at all. Okay. Number one, the first thing they said is we have to find out all the facts. 20, 20 minutes later, they basically cut him yeah. because they were worried about they were worried about being involved. Well, let me tell you something. They are involved because he when he did that act, he was a member of their ball club. Yeah. And, you know, they can say all they want, but that's that just shows you just how gutless the NFL is. And the fact that they don't work with these guys, you know, 22 year old kids getting millions and millions of dollars, Fred, and they don't have classes to take. They don't have people who are you know, showing them how to handle themselves and, and letting them know that there's going to be a lot of situations now where people are going to want to take advantage of you, even though nobody took advantage of Henry Ruggs in this situation. But it's just, it's just so sad. I mean, it, you know, it, I just, it, it, and it's not the first time it's happened to those diva wide receivers. I mean, look at OBJ. I mean, all the things they've done. I mean, it's just crazy, these guys. They just, it's like me, me, me. No team. There is no I in team. But there is an entitlement. Um, but uh, that's what Ooh, it is. Is there it, ever. You know, is but, there you know, ever. Okay, so in in Nevada, if I read this correctly, for something like this where somebody dies, it's 20 two, years, right? It's two to 20. What do you guess they, yeah. what, do you, what do you guess he gets? Um, based on what I know about the legal system, he'll probably get, two to four years and he'll probably get out in, uh, you know, probably do 25 to 30% of his, his say, let's put it this way. In two years, he'll be 24 years old and he'll be looking for a chance to come back to the NFL. Will they let him? I don't know how they can keep from doing, I mean, you know, with Kaepernick, you know, and, and the fact that they have made some decisions to keep guys from playing. I don't know. I, I, I believe in second chances, but this one is a tough one, Fred. You know, it depends on if he's actually rehabilitated, if he's humble, if he changes, you know, his, his entire life. Maybe, maybe. I would say the odds are, are prohibitive against it, though. My guess is he gets 10 to 15 years, and his great career ahead of him will be never, never to be seen. That's just my presumption here, because I don't think uh, the judges in Nevada right now want to be attacked uh, if they give him uh, uh, basically nothing, and I, I don't see that happening. But I think knows? Gruden got away with the best deal. I mean, it seems to me like that organization with Mark Davis, you know, you do have some pretty nefarious owners in the NFL right now. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, and I mean, you know, you can't say anything bad about the Hunt family. You can't really say anything bad about, you know, the Maras and, and the Tishes. But you look at some of these other owners of the NFL – and I mean, they're just not, they're not the type of people I think that should be in positions where they're at. I mean, you saw what Robert Kraft got, you know, what happened before the Super Bowl three years ago. Yep. I mean, really? I mean, what's going on with this, man? 
Folks, uh, what do you think is going on with this? Email us, sportsfred at AOL.com. Folks, very few people have AOL. If I'm keeping sportsfred at AOL.com, I'm actually paying them 30 bucks a month. You email us, sportsfred at AOL.com. Meanwhile, tonight, in less than an hour now, we've got the National Football League. Mike White and his Jets. Well, high-flying Jets, Fred. High-flying Jets. Uh, he completed 37 out of 45. If you were to ask somebody, what are the odds of a first-time quarterback? And I like Cooper Rush, too, but this guy, Mike White, completed 47, 37 out of 45 passes. You would say the odds were 100 to 1, 1,000 to 1 against it. What yeah, kind of odds would you get? 400 yards, two TDs, yeah. engineered five second-half drives. I mean, that was pretty unbelievable, especially when you consider all the money the Jets have spent on quarterbacks over the last 10 years. All right, so the Colts, you know what we found out last week as far as the Colts are concerned? They lose to Tennessee 27-24. Wentz is a stiff. Well, he, he'll make a key mistake when it really matters, but I found out – and my dad was in by Dexter's. Uh, Carson Wentz is definitely not a left-handed thrower. And folks, tell me, this guy's played football. Yeah, that pass out by his own goal line was. Uh, <laughs> but wait a minute. To be nice, folks, he's played probably since the age of seven, football of some kind. Now I played probably from the age of five, and I'm sure Art did from the age of five. But let's just say seven. So what is he? Twenty-five now, twenty-six, and so forth. 20 years he's played football, and he doesn't know better than to throw a pass out of the end zone left-handed? Yeah, that was – hey, and Mahomes threw one left-handed the other night, too. And i got to say something while we're talking about tonight's game. Yeah. What's going on with Kansas City, huh? They just can't play defense, and it's kind of corrupting their entire offense and their mojo. I mean, they were really lucky to sneak out a 2017 victory last week, but – you know, let's just see what happens tonight. I mean, I got to tell you, 11 and a half is an awful lot of points in that game for him. It jumped, I think it was nine and a half, and now it's jumped over the 10, which I, means that I'll never wager. I'll never give that point. Folks, you'll lose two out of three times if you give yep. double digits in the National Football League. Um, but I'll tell you the one positive about the Colts, and I've said this before, I think Jonathan Taylor, again, Henry's out now, Jonathan Taylor's right up there, one, two, or three as far running backs in the National Football League. Do you agree or disagree? I dis- I, I, I agree. I love the way he plants that leg, and he goes he goes north and south, Fred. And, you know, you get a lot of these, these scat backs that like the jitterbug in the hole. He's all business, and that's a Wisconsin trait. I mean, they hit the hole, they hit the hole hard, and they make that nice cut, and I think he's been fantastic, and I agree with you. I put him right up there in at least the top five in the NFL right now. And with Derrick Henry out, you know, he's, he's knocking on the top three. In our last couple of minutes earlier this week, I believe Monday, the Los Angeles Times, Ben Bolch, fine writer, had an editorial. It's time for Chip Kelly to go. Is there any question? And wouldn't have this been the perfect week because they're not playing this week? Yeah, I think, I think his uh, – his days are numbered. I mean, you know, when he came out with that article today regarding his defensive coordinator, and, yep, yep. You know, and I mean, it's just it just had all of those things. And Martin Jarman, the the UCLA athletic director, didn't hire Chip. That was your boy Dan Guerrero, who I know you love. <laughs> I know you don't like him, but the, get, the but gift the point that I'm making, keeps giving. Go ahead. The point I'm, making, I'm sorry, friend, but the point I'm making is this: I think Chip Kelly 
is in deep, deep, deep trouble right now. And it's going to take a real spirited three out of four wins, including beating SC, which I think he can do this year. But that team had so much potential in my mind with those two running backs and that defense, the way they played the first four games. I thought that was going to be at the, at the worst, a two or three loss team. And, and they just have imploded right in front of my eyes. And the Pac-12 needs SC and UCLA to be good teams. But fortunately, two weeks from now, uh, the Bruins play Colorado. And the good news is it's on the Pac-12 network, which means many sports Nobody fans are, don't get to see it, which is a positive. So uh, uh, that, that, that's one And the positive. other good news is their, their best coach they've had in the last 20 years is coaching Colorado. Ricardo Rell, okay. Okay, so finally... Uh, let's switch uh, schools. I thought it was like a man against boys when I would see London Drake, Drake London, play for the Trojans uh, of USC. I thought he was one of the great college receivers I've ever seen. Again, I started following at five years of age. We're yeah. talking 60 years. So, yeah. I mean, have you seen many better wide receivers than him? Now he's no, not, not, a, not at that level. Uh, I was talking to Randy Stimbert, who played when I played at sure. FC. Sure. Another great receiver. And Randy said the kid had just so much ability to get open. He was a great basketball player in high school. He used his body effectively. He was 6'5". He ran up like a 4'6", four, 4'7". Four, four, but he always was open. And, I mean, this is, this is a kid that I thought was just a, a surefire All-American, surefire top draft pick. And I'm, I'm hearing good things. They said it was a clean break, and he should be able to make you know complete comeback. And hopefully, you know, I look at it from this point of view. Now he gets to really focus on on working on his speed, working on the things that he thinks or the NFL thinks that he needs to move up in the draft. I still see him bona fide top 10, top 15 pick in the NFL. I do, too, if if he can uh, show that uh, he's almost uh, all the way back. Mm -hmm. All right. Final word right here on uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips from ArtSource. Final word. Well, Jorge, Jorge Soler, uh, you know, the Braves had no idea who they were getting when they went and got him <laughs> and, and Peterson. And, I mean, they retooled their entire outfield, Adam Duvall. And Jorge Soler has a great World Series. Um, I, I remember they, they were talking about Snitker, the manager, who I think is a great example of a guy that, that bought, you know, he just took his time. 67 years old, finally gets the opportunity. He wins the championship against the Cheaters. And, you know, I was real happy for Atlanta, and I was very happy for, the for you know, Peterson and that whole team because, you know, in August they were stuck. They, they were like one or two games over 500, and next thing you know they got hot, and they got hot at the right time. And I'm going to tell you, there's a kid that plays third base, Austin Riley, on that ball club that I think has a chance to be one of the best third basemen in the modern era. And I just, I was amazed. And boy, did that, that left-handed pitcher from up in your neighborhood, Pride, whatever his name is, he, he pitched one heck of a game in game six. Max uh, Fried, yeah, uh, Max Fried. Uh, yeah. He, he had said yes to UCLA until uh, he got the big bonus. Uh, but, How about but, the play where he was covered first and he got like mixed up and, and, and the, the runner stepped right on his ankle. I thought he was, was toast. In the old days, he would have been with those metal spikes. Oh, boy. I okay. mean, he would have had 
very quickly, very, very quickly. Let me just throw you this. Rosario is a free agent. Soler is a free agent. Freddie Freeman's a free agent. Let's presume Freeman comes back. Between, they're not going to be able to pay for Rosario and Soler. Does one of them come back, or what do you think? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I I am a Jorge Soler fan. I watched him play in uh, in Washington, D.C. two summers ago, and I watched that Kansas City ball club. And he hit a ball to left field like he hit in game six that left the ballpark. And, and I mean, you remember you remember Puig when he played for the Dodgers? Sure, he had sure. that colossal power, sure. that Giancarlo type of power. I sure. saw that in Jorge Soler. And, you know, he is susceptible to the to the setup curveball, low and away, much like Sosa was, a lot of right-handed power hitters. But, boy, if you can teach him the strike zone, this kid has unlimited potential. He has a chance to steal 30 bases, hit 30-plus home runs. I don't think he'll ever be more than a 250 hitter, Fred. But I'll tell you what, he'll rock and sock him. I don't know what the Braves are going to do there. I love Rosario. I like Duvall. Um, you know, but they got three guys coming back as well, you know, in their outfield. And I mean, what are you going to do when, uh, when Acuna Jr. comes back? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, pretty talented. Art Sars tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. Thank you very much. Great show, Fred. Uh, that's Art. Uh, thank you, Mario. And uh, of course I can't do a podcast by myself. You know that. Uh, Fred saying, uh, join us every week right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard on Pod Clips. Thank you very much. And you can hear us everywhere around the world. Bye, everybody.